Hi there, welcome to the Creating Australia podcast. My name is Tia Hammett and I'm very excited to be guest hosting today's episode. Join me in exploring local stories, projects, businesses, people, ideas and more within the Australian property and development industry. Hi Amy, thank you for joining us today. We've got Amy Edwards here, founder of Marketly. Hi Amy, who are you, what do you do? Hi Jess, I'm Amy and I started Marketly about two years ago, which is a marketing firm that's dedicated just to uh, architects and uh, creatives. That's pretty niche. (laughs) Very niche, (laughs) super niche. It started really because I had worked for architecture practices for like uh, 10, 12 years and then I realised there was this need for smaller and medium-sized practices. They just didn't know what to do with marketing. They wanted to do it, but they had no idea where to go. And so that's how I kind of fell into it and decided to start my own business. Okay, so you were working in marketing for... An architect. An architect's practice. Okay, so you've gone through schooling, gone into marketing, Mm -hmm. and then how did you fall into that architecture practice? Was it just like a... You know, it just happened to be the job or? <laughs> it, it did a little bit. I'd always, um, I'd actually worked in retail marketing before then. So it was like retail and fashion marketing and mm-hmm. super fast paced. I mean, all I ever wanted to do was that. Like I just wanted to get to the pinnacle of that. And then when I got to the top of that, I was, you know, a national marketing manager for um, a national retail brand. And I got there and I realized actually it kind of wasn't what I expected. And mm-hmm. I'd always done lots of creative things growing up and I was Mm -hmm. always in creative industries and that's what I'd studied at school and but I kind of had let that go over time but then I was in this position where a friend of mine was working for an architecture practice and she said to me you know would you be interested in coming across and Mm -hmm. I was like well um, I have always loved design and I thought why not give it a shot and see where it leads and so I did so I went over and I joined them and and I think within a few months I realized it was just my type of people. Like mm-hmm. We just got along really well and I understood the design side of things and the creativity, but I also had this real desire for marketing their business. I think they have this great product, but they don't really know how to get it out there and, mm-hmm. and message it. So I got into that and then 10 years later, 12 years later, I'm still there and, and I was really wow. enjoying it. So That's pretty committed. It is super committed. But I I mean, later in that time, I'd had a couple of children and I was really looking for flexibility in what I was doing in my work and I wanted a bit of variety. And it really came about that old colleagues of mine wanted to be able to do their own business or start up their own business or they just were looking for some guidance. And so I started doing things on the side while I was at this other architecture practice, which they were happy for me to do. Thank you luckily. for clarifying. You. <laughs> um, and, uh, but then I, then I started Markedly and, and I went across to that full time. Yeah. So the purpose of Markedly, I guess, from what you're saying is you're, you've been in the industry for, for a while marketing this one particular architecture firm. Over that decade, I, mm. there's been a lot of people you've come in contact with who have gone out, started their own practices, and you've fallen in love again with that sort of creative side. Mm. Is it just more of a challenge? Like, why yeah. start it? Yeah, because absolutely. Because I assume you could have just stayed at the existing yeah, firm. Yeah, I could have stayed with that firm or I could have moved to another, and there were definitely mm-hmm. opportunities to do that. But I think I was looking for variety, and I wanted to feel that energy of different creative industries and, and what they have to offer. and. I think as soon as I started doing that, I felt a huge amount of energy and, and realised there was 
lots of things that I could contribute to them. You know, for, for many creatives, they've got all these super ideas and, and lots of them, but actually getting them into fruition was quite tricky. And so for me, I could come in and, and be able to listen to their ideas and then go, okay, well, actually, how do we make that happen? And I think the energy and enthusiasm that comes from doing that is what mm -hmm. keeps me going really and kind of drives me to keep doing what I'm doing. It's all very exciting and I can definitely yeah. feel your energy rise <laughs> as you start thinking about the things that you're doing now. And just to go a bit off topic now, yeah. what do you do in your spare time then? You're not just doing oh. marketing on your weekends and... <laughs> Sadly, I probably watch a lot of marketing videos. Probably that's a bit sad, okay, isn't so, it? so you are a marketing nerd. <laughs> I am a marketing nerd. But in my spare time, I mean, as I said, I've got two young kids, so a lot of my spare time is with them. And a lot of my life is about balancing the two, like wanting to be driven about business and getting excited about that. But the other half of me is being at home with them. Mm -hmm. and and making sure I dedicate enough time to them and wanting to really be a part of their world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so family life's pretty big for me. Just having followed you a fair bit on Instagram, I see that a lot of your clients also seem to be women who do yes. or don't have children. Yeah. And they also are very, the ones I know are very driven. Mm, um, so do you true. find that you're giving off that, that vibe of people who are nerds about what they're doing, <laughs> really want to make an impact and are maybe more open to marketing? Do you think everybody is yeah. as open to marketing as uh, Definitely not. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's certain people who are, I mean, probably just going to your first point with the, there's a lot of women, women who are similar to me that are my clients. And, and it's quite funny. I was actually thinking that the other day when we had International Women's Day, I realized all of a sudden that I've got, like a lot of my clients are women. And that was never my intention to go out to, mm -hmm. to target women at all in design or, in creative industries but I think I think that they could relate to me and I think also because I'm you know I'm a, a parent as well and and I'm trying to juggle a business and so I'm kind of in a similar position to some of them you know some of them don't have a family and and but I think that they what they see valuable in how I work with them is more that I'm a small business owner as well and mm -hmm. so they understand the challenges we both understand each other's challenges but yeah, it's just I think with that, I think that's just where we've sort of ended up without intentionally being there. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of I think a lot of women really value marketing. I think they see what the end point is. They see that they need to do it to be able to drive business. Mm -hmm. I've often asked myself this question about why don't why aren't more men doing it? But I think more men are in bigger practice. I think mm -hmm. they end up going along that way because that's the path that they take. Mm -hmm. And I think women tend to think that they or they want more flexibility, mm -hmm. whether that's for lifestyle or, you know, just for career or whether it's for family, but they end up being um, wanting to have their own business. And I mm -hmm. think that's why more women come to me, probably. Mm. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. I love looking at those sorts of, I guess, <laughs> statistics. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> very true. So what's one mistake, or maybe there's a couple of mistakes that you see people making often with their marketing mm. of their architectural firms or creative businesses? There's, I think there's a couple of things. Like I think for many of them, it's being inconsistent. So um, what they do is... Oh, guilty. <laughs> for a lot of people, I think they, they desperately, they want to do it, but I think what happens is that they they tend to overthink it. Like they, they want it to be perfect and they want it to be exactly how it rep is representative of their brand and of their work and their vision and their direction. But actually what ends up happening is 
they overthink it and then they end up doing nothing and then they haven't done any marketing. And so this, and I think then that becomes this continual process of, of what they do. And I think because they're not consistent, then they're still, you know, trying to make it perfect all the time. And so one influences mm-hmm. the other. But I think, you know, this, the more simple that you can keep it and straightforward, it's so much easier to be consistent that way. But also I think too, we're in this, we're in this time now where everything's so digital and we're all online. And, and while it's important to have things that are on brand, it, it's also changing. Like every 24 hours, there's new images and there's new messaging. So I think you've got to kind of take the pressure off yourself a little bit, yeah. but just be continually out there so that you're front of mind. Yeah, definitely. Do you think people are maybe comparing themselves to those larger firms that do have marketing teams (laughs) and perfection is not really a thing? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I I think they, you know, they aspire to be like those bigger firms and they want to be doing those really great things. But sometimes it's also about quality over quantity too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be quality in how it's presented, but I think it's quality in the the value of the idea of what Mm -hmm. they're trying to get out there. You know, for a lot of architecture practices, they might put out a project, but it's just kind of a a project name and a photo, and it's all about the, the beautiful photo, but it's not much about the story behind it. And I think sometimes if people can focus more on the story, then that's more engaging and it's more memorable. And if they can put more effort into that, I think they'd find themselves in a better position in their market. Yes, well, I guess that's something that most architecture firms do at the moment is pop on Instagram and just post pictures of completed projects. Yes. So that's not mm. really enough these days? No, I don't think so. I think I think people want to see the process. You know, I think that's why people come to architects or or to creatives or, you know, engaging with creatives is because for many people they don't really have that creative process in their regular day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just genuinely intrigued about that process. So like why not tell them more about it? I think, you know, for a lot of firms they think that it's this magic formula about how they're meant to do marketing and it should be very polished but often it comes back to who's your audience and what Mm -hmm. actually is important to them like what questions do they have and what don't they understand about your business and then create content to match that yeah Mm. yeah as somebody I'm not so much in a creative space (laughs) no but my socials have definitely grown more from my involvement in them directly as the director Mm. uh, and showing my face which you know hasn't always been easy Mm -hmm. is that something that you encourage people to do or is it kind of depends on the the practice and the person and it's you know you can have I guess, a tact, a marketing tact that doesn't involve showing your face. Yeah, you can do, absolutely. And I think it depends on what your what your end goal is. Like I think, um, you know, particularly for newer businesses, if you're trying to elevate where you are in, in the industry or you want mm-hmm. people to get to know who you are, I think you have to put your face out there. I mean, for a long time, I think I was even personally in denial about that, even though I recommend <laughs> for other people to do it. But I think, you know, through that whole pandemic time, I realised actually people weren't. I wasn't actually getting out to meet people, so I was I had to actually get in front of the camera, mm-hmm. and I, I don't particularly love it. You know, and you know, as a business owner, you yeah. don't really particularly love it, but it's actually what gets the most impact and gets the most engagement. So, I think that's important, particularly when you're in those early stages. I think there's other tactics you can take as well once you're maybe if you're a more established practice, but I think it focuses more on storytelling and process and. Mm-hmm having a, a consistent idea about where you're headed with your business and how you want to be seen out there in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to know you as a <coughs> consultant, how 
that would work. I've actually never worked mm. with a marketing consultant myself. So I'm in, interested to know what that process looks like and yeah. if they're, yeah, just how does that how work? How does it actually work? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, I think there's a few different angles and, I, and there's clients that come to me for different reasons. I think particularly those who are in that startup space or, or in that really high growth phase with their business, I think they're sometimes lacking direction or um, strategy about where they're going or perhaps they've started and they found themselves sort of you know three to five years later and they're like how did I even get here and it's really different to what I had anticipated at the start so for me a big part of those initial phases is just helping them find direction and Mm -hmm. understand who do they want to be you know for a lot of creatives that have heaps and heaps of ideas right and so it's being able to (laughs) narrow those down to maybe three that That they really yeah it is (laughs) it it, look it is it can be challenging but i think the more you can keep gearing people back to those kind of you know the things that are really important to them Mm -hmm. and where they really want to go i think then that really drives what your marketing strategy is Mm -hmm. so for me really it's being able to understand them as a brand figure out their strategy and direction and then have put in some planning in place so that they can either follow it themselves or we can help them do that as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't they don't just come to you and it's a whole plan made. You actually do need to make a, a structured plan about where you're headed and who you are and what you yeah, want first. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people get scared about plans. I think they think, oh well it's, you know, I've got to follow the plan and it's completely you know, better to that plan and I have to follow it. But I think if, if anything, particularly through the pandemic time, is that you have to be willing to adapt. And um, I think the biggest part with marketing now is, you know, you maybe you make a plan for three months ahead or six months ahead. I wouldn't think any further ahead than that. But every month you, you're actually analysing what's working, what's not, and adapting what you're doing. I think if you're not adapting, um, you're not evolving much as a business at the moment. Yeah, Mm. Yeah, that's great insight. Mm. I'm just wondering, with your marketing campaigns or the Mm. campaigns that you have worked on, are they always like super serious or have you you been involved in any really creative ones which have been a little bit more fun than others? It it probably depends on what the project type is, Mm -hmm. I think. I'm trying to think if there's one in particular that's super, super creative one. I'm not sure if I have anything that's like on the top of my head. But there's, I mean, it's probably also just outside of architecture and design, like even even other like photographers or graphic designers, like being able to come up with a whole image of what they're trying to portray is pretty mm-hmm. fun. Like I think you get to be pretty broad about um, where you're positioning people, mm-hmm. being able to think of all the possible ideas and then being mm-hmm. able to bring it into something that's quite tailored and straightforward is yeah. is really fun for me. Yeah. Mm. So that's probably more of your focus is making sure that it's a plan that somebody can stick to. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think sometimes what happens is you get a plan and it's so complicated and you just think how am I how am I actually going to follow through on this or it's it's so much of my time but I think if you can make it super simple and easy for people to follow they're more willing so do to you then, keep it on on track as the consultant do you help people stay on track or do yes. you make a plan <laughs> and then so what does that involve does that mean harassing your clients and being like hey send me this video send me this photo yeah, a lot of the time, sometimes monthly. it's just keeping on track. It's like once a month, yep. what we do is we check in with people. And I think a big part of marketing is being able to hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of my clients, is they, they're craving someone to keep them accountable. You know, someone to say, Coaching. hey, have you actually done that? Yeah, yeah it's very much a, a coaching mentality. You know, they, 
we think, have you done this? Remember, we, part of our goals were to do X, Y, and Z this month. Have you been able to do it? Maybe what's stopping you from doing it? And how can we work around that mm -hmm. so that we can make it easier for you next time? You know, for a lot of my clients, they're doing it themselves and they're looking for direction. Like a lot of them at the moment are wanting to put more content out there, but like, but what do, like, what do I actually write about? Mm -hmm. And what I put out there, if it's not just a picture of a project, like, what am I talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, so part of it is us just being able to have this really open dialogue between us to be able to say, hey, I've had this idea, what do you think about this? And we, and we usually go back and forth a few mm -hmm. times until have it's ever, more solidified. Have you ever told somebody their idea is silly? <laughs> I think so, probably <laughs> on a few occasions, or I've, maybe I've steered them towards um, another direction. Yep. Um, you know, that can happen a huge amount with creatives is that they have these like wild ideas or, or maybe, it's a, maybe it's a bit of a long-term dream that they have, mm -hmm. but um, sometimes it's, it's being able to gently guide them back to that there's a few other steps to do before we get to the big yep. end goal. The fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Awesome. Is there anybody you see in the, I guess, property industry mm. that is doing marketing really well? Is there anyone that's really a standout or maybe they're just doing a little bit better than others? Yeah, do you know, if I look at bigger practices, I always enjoy what BVN does, particularly mm -hmm. um, from a people point of view, because I think people or firms tend to shy away about, you know, promoting externally the staff that they have and the teams mm -hmm. that they have, but they have this really great way of empowering their team through their social media or mm -hmm. through their other posts that they do or on their website. And I think that's pretty amazing. I think there's other creatives who, um, photographers and things like that, um, who are really shaking up the space at the moment. And there's, yeah. you know, a lot of different players, uh, you know, older photographers who are a bit un unsure about the, you know, the new pups who are <laughs> at their ankles wanting to take their, their work. But I think they're also just being really savvy and really adaptive about how they do things. Yeah. But I think there's, there's lots of smaller practices that I'm just really enjoying seeing their growth, like they've, they're just taking marketing under their belt and kind of running with it. Yeah, mm. no, I absolutely love it. I think it's definitely the way of the future. So where to from here for Marketly? For Marketly. What, what are you planning mm. on for the next, I guess, year or two? Are you just having to stay on top of things or mm. new marketing ways? Like, you know, there's always these new social media platforms and things <laughs> like that. Do you get caught up in those sorts of things? I think it's really interesting you talk about that. There's lots to talk about you know, Clubhouse at the moment, that's a big one that's coming up. And it's it's interesting to kind of watch them and see whether you you want to jump into that new platform or not, or whether, you know, you need to go to TikTok or to more on LinkedIn or whatever. I think for me at the moment, I, a big part of Markedly is, is growing a little bit now. Mm -hmm. We've, you know, for me, I've been doing this solidly on my own for a couple of years, but now there's a huge amount of growth. So we have another person who's in our team who looks after publicity and mm -hmm. media and doing that kind of thing. And then we also have someone coming on board to do social media with us as well. So I think for me, it's about growing the team, but being able to help clients a little bit mm -hmm. and more across a broader range of things. So what does marketing involve? We probably should have talked about this really <laughs> We probably early should have, shouldn't we? Look, I'm not that great. I, I spend my life doing structure with town planning. Know, when it comes to these interviews, sometimes there is no structure and we all just have to deal with it. <laughs> I'm the same, right? Well, I think there's this, this, I think there's this misconception that marketing is social media. And there's a huge amount out there about that at the moment. But I always like to think of marketing as a real kind of umbrella term. 
so marketing has is is the overarching theme I guess mm -hmm. and then uh, what comes out from that is a whole lot of different activities so you know there's social media yes but then there's publicity you know there might be events there's advertising there's networking business development all of those things are part of marketing so it is quite broad like I'm not specifically just content marketing or just planning or just social media it's kind of a bit of everything because every client's really different and, and I think really depends on the audience that they're trying to target mm -hmm. you know like we can't just do something that's very cookie cutter you mm -hmm. know for some people publicity is really important you know if they have a residential architecture business you know publicity is probably really great for them and they want to get more out there same as social media but then there might be other architecture practices that are more you know like education or hospitals and things mm -hmm. you know publicity is not really that important for them but yep. um, but maybe it's more about content marketing and writing articles and and things that drive people back to mm -hmm. seeing their website and things but yeah I think it's very broad and sometimes I think people go what what exactly do you do but it's a lot of different things that come under that big marketing umbrella yeah so it sounds like making the plan in the first instance mm -hmm. and then consistency yeah absolutely <laughs> other and two yeah if I if I was going to do it for my top three it's like making the plan number two would be definitely being consistent and three would be having the ability to adapt Excellent. Well, I think that's opened my that's eyes awesome. to a lot of things, even though I thought it was pretty marketing savvy. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Amy, for joining us today. Very welcome. Thanks, Jess. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode of Creating Australia. You can subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our weekly episodes. Don't forget to also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Creating Australia.